Growing Up Baby with Haley Zimak. A common myth is that you can spoil a baby. A slew of professional childcare experts say you can't hold or respond to your baby too much, so keep that attention coming. Now, a day at the baby spa may sound like it's all fun and games, but there's real work going on in those little bodies. In this episode, Snuggles and Bubbles Baby Spa and Wellness welcomed us to their North York location. My little guy, Silas, was about four and a half months old at the time and loved every minute of it. Hi, my name is Salaha Rajab and I'm a registered massage therapist at Snuggles and Bubbles Baby Spa. Today we'll be doing a full session at the spa, which includes half an hour of hydrotherapy and half an hour of baby massage. The sound you hear is the running water of the whirlpool, set at an optimal temperature with all the bells and whistles. I absolutely love your setup here. Um, I've already asked if adults are allowed in. You've said no. Um, but describe describe the scene to us because he is just loving what's going on. So right now Silas is in a hot tub. It's pretty warm. It's at 35.5 degrees right now. We've got some jets in there going on. We have some toys, some boats, rubber ducks, some balls. And he's currently floating around. We've got, we've got the lights going. And he seems to be enjoying himself. <laughs> I am sorry about him chewing the floaty. Is that something that happens often? Because this kid is always hungry, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, a lot of babies that don't have full control of their head yet, they might be floating, like they might fall forward, fall back, because they're just sitting in water. So that's where the strengthening comes in. They're trying to keep their torso up. So he's going down and up, down and up, and using a lot of his muscles. So in terms of the benefits of hydrotherapy, um, specifically for young babies, can we talk about them? So full immersion hydrotherapy is pretty much the body is fully immersed in the water. So similar to adults that get tired after swimming, it's very good for strengthening your lungs. You have the force of the water. So every all your movements are pretty much harder to do in the water than outside of the water. So them kicking in their floats, just trying to hold their body upright while seated in the floats, all of that is tiring them out. It's a bit, it's, it's exercise for them pretty much. And you'll find even after 30 minutes, we might think they've just been sitting there, but they get hungry once you take them out. They'll get sleepy. They'll start yawning. It's, it's a lot for their bodies. It's pretty much their first real workout of their life. <laughs> and why is this good? I mean, I don't want to work out, but if I were in a hot tub every day, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. So a lot of things with babies is you're going from lying down to holding your head up during tummy time, then you start crawling, then standing, then walking. All of this requires strength. A lot, of, a lot of babies can't hold their weight up. So what this is really doing is strengthening their leg muscles, strengthening their joints, because they're moving this along against the force of the water. So it actually makes them stronger in the water. So when they're out of the water, they can eventually start holding their weight up for longer without holding things gives them more confident balancing on their feet. Babies are natural swimmers as soon as they're born, so it's very natural for them to feel comfortable in the water. So the sooner you start, the better. If you're starting at a year or two years, that's when some of the fear kicks in, when they can't feel their feet hit the floor, right? So as if they're comfortable doing it, starting the younger, the better. Like we start hydrotherapy at three months, that's a perfect time to start. For people, and I know that you do, uh, this this can be covered by insurance, but for those people who maybe don't have benefits or can't access, um, can they recreate this at home or should they be maybe paying a bit more attention to bath time to make it fun and, and kind of that exercise to, to do these things you've talked about? Yeah, so there are some floats that people can use, like especially the neck floats when you're around three months because a bathtub you can fill up high enough for them to be kind of lying down 
Just as they get older, you might need to find more of a, a public pool setting where the water gets a little deeper for them. And after a visit here, how's everybody feeling, at least as far as you can tell? It actually gets them very tired. A lot of babies will want like a full bottle of milk after, they'll want a snack, they'll get a little grumpy, and they'll get very, very tired. Um, almost every parent that's been here, like their babies have had like two-hour naps after they leave. They're knocked out right when they hit the car seat because it gets them pretty tired, just a half hour in the water. Hear that, parents? This is the way to get them to sleep. Okay, great. We know how beneficial touch is for baby. Salaha was kind enough to walk us through a number of techniques and massages, super simple, they can be used at home, and they really help things like digestion, circulation, and relaxation. We're gonna start by massaging your little legs, your little chubby thighs, yeah, because you were kicking a lot, weren't you? All right, so I like to wash my hands with some hot, warm water so they don't really get surprise when you touch them and I like starting with their legs first because they're not as sensitive as like hands on stomach or hands so there's different things you can do generally they'll be lying down on their back some older kids might be seated or they'd want to move around so when they're at this age and lying down it's perfect the full 30 minutes so I like to just compress their their toes just pressing my thumb into their heels hold it and move it around. <laughs> Got a happy customer yeah. so far. And then and you, I, oh, yeah, you had some nice uh, choices of oil. So pretty much our oils that we use is organic calendula oil. It's hypoallergenic and fragrance free because we have all sorts of babies. Some have eczema, some get rashes or very sensitive skin. We like to use an oil that people won't really have a reaction to. Um, and then we add essential oils to them. So Relax Baby will have more lavender in it. We've got Soothe in there that has frankincense, which is good for healing of the skin. Then we have Shield for immune system. And then Tummy Trouble, which will help with digestion. <laughs> yeah. Are you enjoying this? Are you enjoying this? Yeah? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you are absolutely a, a natural at this, I have to say. Thank you. So some techniques I can show you now especially on their limbs, so their legs and their hands. Okay. This technique is called milking. It kind of resembles milking a cow pretty much. Okay. So you hold their foot or their hand at the lower end and you bring your other hand all the way up the limb on the outside and then the inside. Okay. And then the outside and the inside. And you're just alternating, create, creating just like a smooth rhythm for them. It helps to pretty much move the oil along, improve circulation. And you want to give a good pressure. You don't just want to rub the skin. Right? You want to actually engage the muscles underneath. And it actually, when you have a confident touch, it makes them feel more relaxed and less ticklish. So now we're just doing some range of motion on the hips. Kind of like bicycle kicks or holding up the legs. So put some pressure on the tummy. Usually they'll let one rip, especially when they're gassy. You can do some flexion, oh, some extension. It. He is beaming at you. They like the round and round. He's, he's really enjoying this. He's calm. Because they're lying down a lot, you don't really have the force of gravity pushing food down. So that's why you have a lot of like colic or acid reflux. So this really helps with gas. Because when you're lying on your back and you're very gassy, even as adults, we'll have stomach aches. So putting them onto 
tummy time will help them feel better. You always want to rub them in a clockwise direction facing them. So this is pretty much the direction that the food moves when they eat. It goes up the ascending colon, transverse, descending. So that's pretty much the same path. You're actually promoting movement. So this will always help to calm them down, move any food along. Then a very popular technique is called the I love you massage. Parents love this. Almost everyone has heard of it. So how it goes is you're pretty much drawing out the letters I-L-U along the colon so on the baby's left side your right when you're facing them pretty much right under the rib you're gonna apply pressure in a downward motion just straight this is the eye keep doing it you can do it five ten minutes add pressure you actually want to address their colon like you're trying to push along push any feces yeah. that's kind of stuck there you know if they're constipated this is a really good technique and then along the top of their tummy you're gonna go right under the rib cage, all the way across their stomach, and then join it with the previous eye. Okay. So this is the upside down L. Pressure, you can do about five to 10 times. You can alternate your hands. And the last one is the U. So you're gonna go up their right side of their stomach, cross the same L and the I. So that draws out the U. Okay. So that's pretty much the colon. Ascending colon, transverse, descending one more technique i'd like to show you oh he likes this <laughs> He's liking this one this is called ringing so similar to ringing a towel so you can do this on their limbs so their thighs their arms you're going to take your both your hands and pretty much go across the leg up and down kind of like ringing a towel okay you go up and down and up and down. Well, thank you so much for having us no today. I, I wish you could say thank you too, but I think the big <laughs> smile in the exactly. eyes. Exactly. So. Well, his conversation, his smiles, his laughs, he's definitely enjoying it. Jimmy Cho is a registered kinesiologist and a brand new dad himself. He gets to put all his expertise into practice at home with a sweet baby girl, Marley. As we've heard, the importance of touch, crucial to help with development and wellness. So touch is one of the primary human senses that's really important for development. And um, based on that and of itself, um, it's why massage techniques can actually be so uh, integral towards that development or so beneficial with it. So some of the things that I've learned, skin to skin is quite beneficial and extremely helpful within the first uh, 12 weeks of development uh, from a physical, cognitive, emotional, and even physiological standpoint. Recommendation-wise, you'll, you'll hear uh, the doctor or the nurse tell you one hour per day at least is, is something that's very beneficial for both the, the mom and the dad. And when it comes to taking them home, I think there's always uh, the temptation to, to immediately put them into cute clothes or outfits um, or just being worried that they might catch cold. But the babies do tend to, to run warm for the most part and actually allowing them to be uh, naked or uh, allowing their skin to be exposed when they are interacting with the environment or um, just moving around. It's actually very good from a sensory standpoint for them to develop. So uh, that's one of the first things. I am so happy to hear you say that because our place, it's the tropics in here. And so he is very rarely dressed. And I send my mom pictures and she's like, cool, another naked baby. And my reason is always like, oh my gosh, you know how hot it is here. But now I can say, no, this is actually from a beneficial health standpoint to have less clothing. So thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. And then just going into massage techniques itself, it really depends 
on what the goal is that we're trying to achieve. So if you're trying to help the baby sleep better or to downregulate their their system so that they're able to calm down a little bit more, uh, doing slow and long strokes is, is something that will help facilitate them to calm down a little bit more. For something like body awareness, massage also is, is great for this part as well and kind of almost use it as a, a playtime thing where you're narrating the body part that's being touched um, while you're actually touching it. Uh, my daughter's name is Marley and she's about five months. And one of the things that she really likes is when I sing um, head and shoulders, knees and toes, to kind of touch the different areas. Um, Cause it's again, great to just allow them to become more aware of where their parts are because they kind of don't know where things are uh, right in the very beginning, um, which is really funny. What else should we consider when we're moving these little bodies around to make sure, you know, we're not putting any additional stress on their joints and their bodies. I was reading something or watching something the other day and rather than um, putting the ankles together and lifting up the legs when you change the diaper, for instance, it recommended almost frog legging. Uh, I guess that's better on the hips. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm great that you mentioned that. Um, That was actually one of the first things that I actually almost uh, made a mistake with. And it wasn't actually until Sophia had told me that I was I thought I was doing the frog leg hold, um, but then I was actually holding it from the ankles, especially for diaper changes. You you do want to make sure that you're particularly paying attention to to different parts of their bodies. So the hips are one of the areas that are quite mobile for babies. And because of that, you just want to be careful that you're you're not um, tugging too hard on different parts because it can uh, make it displace. I'm, I'm not here to shame any kind of new parents or anything like that. These are just things that, you know, uh, I've learned along the way and babies aren't really as fragile as we think. Um, I remember when, the, um, you know, Mara was first born and, you know, the nurse was t- showing us how to give her bath time. The handling was quite crude and she was just almost kind of like throwing Mara around and Mara was completely fine with it. So, you know, again, being said, babies aren't as fragile as we think, but things to consider um, those hips over there, making sure because um, they are quite mobile, that. We're not putting them in really extreme positions. They are quite flexible, so you might not hear them say anything at all. <laughs> right. Um, uh, other things to consider is head control, you know, especially in the beginning because they don't have it. You do just want to make sure that you're actually careful with the head. One other thing is that they do lack body control. So it's one of those things where they don't have control over their bodies in the very beginning. and It takes some time to develop. So just making sure that you're handling them in, in a safe manner, I would say. Um, but then also at the same time, just making sure that you're allowing the babies to, to move as much uh, as, as you can as well or can help facilitate that. Uh, things like tummy time are really great for them as well and just allowing them to explore their environment because that's how they're going to develop and that's how they're going to get stronger as well. One of the nurses said, oh, you can start tummy time tomorrow <laughs> as we were leaving the hospital. And I was like, are you kidding me? But she wasn't. She was not kidding. I remember being really scared in the beginning of making sure that you know I was holding more. I was actually quite rigid. I would say that the first week of, of holding her, um, despite seeing how the nurse held her and, um, yeah, in the bath time. and then just again, um, kind of realized that, um, with my training, things that I've learned in school, um, was to make sure that kind of using, um, everything that you're doing, even from holding up your baby to making sure that you're able to get into certain positions against gravity to, to teach them to better develop that strength in their head. Um, so there's some positions with that where, you know, either you have them leaning a little bit more forward or, you know, slightly leaning them a little bit back. And again, you just want to make sure that it's one of those things where you still are making sure that you're supporting their neck, especially um, in those beginning months when they have no control at all. Mm-hmm. Um, during that six to eight week period that 
I noticed that Mar had started to develop a little bit more head control. So for her, that's when I started holding her in those different positions, but every baby is different. So Um, You and I have talked about this before too, for the caregiver, the person holding the baby, you have to be mindful of your own body positions as well to not, I don't know if injury is too strong of a word, but you want to make sure that you're not holding your shoulder at a weird angle or popping your hip out too much as well, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, just making sure that their bodies are not in extreme weird positions that you wouldn't put yourself through. Yes, which I have a bouncy ball. And for a while, the only way we could get him to sleep or settle was sitting on the ball, right? Which you think is super comfortable. And it is until you're bouncing on it for, you know, 40 minutes with our arms out and him cradled. And wow, that was just absolute murder on the back. However, it did help a screaming baby. So (laughs) something that I had asked you and you really helped me out with, and I'd like to share as well is um, they have little nasal cavities, don't they? So they can get plugged up quite easily. And we kept using saline and the, you know, little sucky thing, but you actually gave me a good tip on how to just naturally drain the sinuses. Would you be able to describe that? Yeah. How I came across this really was just knowing that you can help with um, facilitating the, the circulation of our sinuses uh, with adults. So I, I thought that it would apply to babies as well. So there's specific points um, that kind of along your face that along where the sinuses actually kind of drain, almost kind of like a sewage system. So just by gently stroking or, or brushing these areas on a baby can help naturally clear up their sinuses a little bit better. There's other things like using steam as well, or even like a, a humidifier, those types of things can also help. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you would take your fingers lightly on their eyebrows and go down the side of the nose and kind of push down around the mouth. Was that correct? Yeah. You're just, you're just brushing around, um, uh, the eyebrows, there's a point around the eyebrows over there. A lot of it is not too far away from the, the region of the nose area over there. And then again, there's another one that kind of brushes a little bit closer in towards the actual eyes itself. And then uh, just below the eyes. And then again, brushing underneath the eye area there as well. And then again, at the at the mouth area over there. And how many times would you do that? Um, you could do it for a couple of minutes again until you, I guess it really depends on how, how well the, <laughs> the baby tolerates it. Are there any kind of good natural um, remedies or anything to to share? I mean, that's one without using saline, you can drain the sinuses. I've used coconut oil for cradle cap. We are getting there. We are 90% cleared up. Uh, anything else that you guys have come across that's been working for you? For us, um, you know, we've seen um, in our initial stages an osteopath, um, which has been great and taught us a lot about child uh, child development or, or baby development and different things that we can do and things that we actually never thought that, you know, were actually related to the body um, or that things that they could kind of help us with. Very similar thing with uh, chiropractors as well. Um, in terms of their adjustments, I think a lot of uh, people get scared or, or believe that an adjustment is something where you hear a snap or something, or you hear a crack within the actual um, uh, spinal segments themselves, but uh, it actually is very, very gentle in terms of, and sometimes it's just kind of touching for the chiropractors, which has been uh, great as well. Physio as well, and, and massage therapists. Um, I think those are, they can be a great resource to help you navigate through certain physical challenges that may arise. 
carrying and delivering a baby is no easy feat. Um, what are some areas of the body that you think could use some additional TLC, maybe some postpartum injuries or issues that you've seen arise in your line of work? I feel that moms go through war, <laughs> you know, uh, when they go through pregnancy and, and, and postpartum is, is also part of that. And it's, it's a very hard phase to also kind of get through. And because you're just dealing with all these side effects that came about from going through pregnancy, there's lots of hormonal changes and, and physical changes in the body. And, you know, those things don't just go away afterwards. And it's so tough because the focus is solely on on the baby. I, I think for, for moms, they, they don't really even think about themselves as much. So just certain injuries um, that can happen. Um, it's something called the diastasis recti, which is the splitting of the abdominals that occurs, um, that can occur during pregnancy. And that's usually because there's a, it creates almost like a weakness um, within the, the core abdominals afterwards. And that can be tough. And that's something um, that needs to kind of be worked through and strengthened through. Um, other areas would be tearing of the perineal tissues um, that could cause lumbopelvic pain. Um, and um, again, because their joints are, are a little bit the, the joints of, of mothers going through pregnancy becomes a little bit more flexible or, or mobile. Um, those areas also can cause some instability as well. So that needs to be taken a look at. And then some really general kind of overuse injuries from regions of, of your neck could, that could be headaches, uh, your shoulders, whether it's tendonitis and, and, and your wrists from, from breastfeeding or holding the baby for, for very long periods of time and, uh, and being on your feet. And that includes the plantar fasciitis or uh, any kind of uh, heel cord Achilles tendonitis. I would say those are some of the big things um, to, to watch out for. Or... But that's it, right? Just that. No, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I mean th- those those are those are physical things, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, good point. Uh, what about the the non physical things? One of the big things that we can really help with is just uh, the mom's daily self care. So different things like making sure that they're eating regular meals, making sure that they're getting some sort of sleep throughout the day, uh, allowing them to have that space that they need to to recharge um, by themselves. I mean, let's face it, they probably moms don't get lots of personal time to themselves anymore. Um, so things like uh, bath time or helping set up a bath would, would, would be a nice thing for them. Uh, another thing I think that would be really helpful is involving the community, making sure that mom is involved or that you know friends are involved is something that can be really helpful for um, the mom as well. I don't know about you, but all this talk about treating baby really inspired me. So I did it. I booked myself a 30-minute massage, my first one in about six months, and, and it was great. So whatever you do for yourself, whenever, please take time for yourself because you know what? You deserve it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please download, subscribe, follow, and share. Conversations may be edited for length and clarity. The information, opinions, and recommendations in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The information is not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for professional advice, consultation, or service. Until next time.